Right now we want to uh, talk to John Fund. He's a National Review columnist. Uh, his Twitter handle is at John Fund. Uh, John, thank you for taking time to speak to us on this very busy morning. A pleasure. I have relatives in Dallas and a good friend who lives only a mile from where this happened, so it obviously you know, profoundly and sadly resonates with me. Yeah, and I, I know we uh, are going to be talking primarily with you about uh, the Hillary Clinton email story. Before we get to that, though, I, I'm, I'm just curious as to uh, your impressions uh, in terms of, of this story in Dallas. Obviously, primarily, it's just a, a tragedy, the ambush and, and murder of these police officers. But th- there are political aspects and implications, and I'm just wondering what your impressions are. Well, I am just old enough to remember 1968 when it felt like the country was tearing itself apart. And I think that all of people of goodwill have to sit down, calm down, and try to face some facts. One is, obviously, this ambush was planned for quite some time, uh, an enormous logistical challenge that these people took. Uh, they obviously were waiting for some incident like the one in Louisiana or the one in Minneapolis to respond to. Uh, and they clearly have, you know, motives that they want to tear us apart. Secondly, um, you know, I, I have family in law enforcement, and I have to say that even though I think often President Obama has, you know, basically only commented on cases in which uh, certain people were killed and not commented on others, I think we do need to establish more trust uh, between law enforcement and certain communities. I think equipping police with cameras mini cameras is very important we've certainly seen the the, the, the incredible um, you know impact of these images in louisiana and minneapolis i just wish that we also would remember there are a lot of times when people are killed that we don't see any footage and they their lives matter too lastly let's look at a basic fact here uh, last year there were 975 people killed by police in america only four percent involved white police officers and unarmed black participants, 4%. So, of course, we have a problem. Of course, every life matters. Of course, we have to deal with this. But this is not something that we should turn into an excuse to, you know, talk about a race war or, you know, endemic racism. Were you struck, John Fund, by the fact that uh, when the president made his comments from Warsaw, Poland yesterday about the Baton Rouge and Minnesota shootings, that whereas he doesn't talk about certain events, for example, virtual silence regarding Kate Steinle's murder in San Francisco, and he jumps to the assumption, it was sort of the, uh, the assumption underlying his comments that, well, yes, police racism was involved in either or both of Baton Rouge and Minnesota, when in fact, uh, we have absolutely no idea uh, what the background and, and circumstances leading up to those deaths was. I think it's a typical pattern the president has shown. It all began, we had our first clue five or six years ago when there was that cop in Cambridge, Massachusetts, who stopped a Harvard professor, and Obama immediately jumped to conclusions and called the policeman stupid. Uh, you know, it's obviously he's got a hair trigger, um, and he only responds to certain events. You know, 75 people in his native home city of Chicago uh, died over the weekend. 75 people were murdered, the vast majority of the members of minority of the minority communities. Uh, you know, the president's only response to that is, let's have gun control. Well, there was an Obama in 2008 who told some basic truths on the campaign trail. He admitted, and it's true, that if you are raised in a single-family household, 
and you're a black male, you are five times more uh, likely to become a career criminal. And unfortunately, 72% of black males are now raised in single-family households without the presence of a strong father. And I think, we sh- I think the old Obama used to address that. The current Obama jumps to conclusions. We're talking with John Fund, National Review columnist, Twitter handle at John Fund. So, John, the, uh, the, the political theater that played out yesterday uh, in terms of Hillary Clinton and, and uh, James Comey's explanation, my impression was that it, it, it demonstrated unquestionably that we have sort of a political version of celebrity justice here, that Hillary Clinton got special treatment uh, with regard to the application of this statute. And I thought the director's performance yesterday uh, didn't really help his cause. It simply put a fine point uh, on the fact that his decision was inexplicable. What was your reaction? Well, the fact is James Comey has to come forward and explain his decision because of the extraordinary circumstances that the Obama administration has put him in. I mean, it is just beyond belief that the Attorney General of the United States would meet with the husband of the person under investigation. And by the way, Bill Clinton himself is one of the focal points of the invest- second investigation, which is into the Clinton Foundation, the pay-for-play allegations, whether or not they got special favors because um, Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State while she, her husband ran the Clinton Foundation. Then, a couple days later, Bill Clinton drops a leak that, or Hillary Clinton drops a leak that she might retain Loretta Lynch as Attorney General if she's elected President. Then suddenly there's this rather rushed three-and-a-half-hour meeting uh, between FBI agents uh, that isn't even taped. And suddenly, two days after that, we get the announcement that there's no probe. Uh, the circumstances were so suspicious, I, I suspect Comey realized that he couldn't just fob this off in the Justice Department, that he, have to have, he had to offer some explanation. Unfortunately, his explanation only confuses as much as it clarifies. It did seem to move at warp speed. In addition to the chronology you listed, uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch uh, took just one day to conclude that uh, there would be there would be no prosecution. And as you say, not only it, it, she wasn't put under oath, it wasn't recorded. I mean, good grief, if you have a, a fender bender in municipal court, you have a, a deposition under oath and it lasts 100 pages and people pour over it. Uh, it, it seems like this was just an afterthought, as if there was well, just no way they were going to pursue it. Well, not only that, but Loretta Lynch also closed the cases on every one of her aides. Look, I understand Hillary Clinton is a busy person, but somebody who works for her transferred mater- classified material from from system A to system B at some point and then transferred it to her private server. None of the aides have any consequences here. Huma Abedin, Cheryl Mills, all of these people who I think were actively engaged in the cover-up, including the deletion of 30,000 emails two years after she left office, and suddenly the emails are deleted as soon as Hillary Clinton realizes, oh, somebody's going to investigate this. Pretty amazing stuff. John Fund of National Review, uh, it's a pleasure to talk with you. I, I, we haven't chatted before. You do an amazing job. I love uh, everything you write. Well, I'm, and- I'm from California, and I'm glad that KABC has got great programs like yours to inform people. Thanks so much, John. Have a good day. 7.23 the time. Uh, 1-800-222-KABC, the number, if you'd like to weigh in on the story of the day. Let's get uh, Les from Compton on the air. Les, you're on KABC. Welcome. Yes, hello, Mr. Oaks. Yeah, I'm very disturbed about the, the, the things that have been happening in the country for the last week, starting with the uh, unjust shooting of the uh, black men in uh, Minnesota and also in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hey, Les, you know, I, I, just, uh, excuse me for a second, but you, you used the word unjust. Uh, what kind of investigation are you familiar with that we're not? 
Well, I'm going to sit back and tell you what I basically see on social media, and that's all I can go by because I think that's all you can go by for right now. So let's not even have a courtroom, right? Well, the no, thing no, is, no, Les, no. We, we don't know if they were unjust. They may well have been horrendously unjust, but we know one thing. Well, the Dallas shootings were unjust. There's no question well, about gonna, that. You know, I'm going to sit back and tell you this one thing. The police officers, you know, I'm very pro-police, very pro, because you got to have order. You can't have an anarchy in the country. But I'm going to sit back and say one thing about the police. Brave police officers that go in harm's way to sit back and, and support our citizens have to understand that they cannot let officers tarnish, bad officers tarnish their 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 reputation, their image, and the like. I will support police officers 100%. Matter of fact, I have served my country. I was a military policeman as well as a registered nurse in a trauma unit. I've seen it. I've seen thousands of people die. My whole thing is this, is that in my profession, when somebody sits back and they do wrong, we get rid of them. In the police department, they have a tendency to want to cover them up. My whole thing, if you want to stop all this stuff, be just. You know, good cops cannot be tarnished by bad cops. And the going around talking about it's the president's fault. The president can't control these issues. These are local issues. These are heartfelt issues. These are issues where mankind has to care about mankind. Well, the fact is, uh, we have ways to to, uh, take care of bad cops. You know, the Rodney King cops went to prison. And you know, the the sheriff's uh, guys who were involved in in the cover-up and intimidating the FBI agent, they're going to prison. So we have ways of dealing with this. So for for people to react to the fact that there are some bad cops, like there are some bad chiropractors and they're bad lawyers, by picking up a gun and shooting totally innocent people, uh, to me, is just stunning. Let me tell you something. I'm for peace. I'm not for anybody shooting anybody. I don't. I want to see peace in the land because our country prospers when we have peace. I don't want to see black people shot. I don't want to see white people shot. I don't want to see cops shot. I don't want to see any of that sort of thing. I want order. I want to raise my my six kids up in a land where you don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder every five minutes from police or from demented individuals, be they church be there racist supremacists who go into a church and kill people, or when people sit back and get emotional and don't do their job properly. My whole thing is this, be professional. And when you see something wrong, I don't care if you're a cop, I don't care if you're a civilian, whatever, root it out, get rid of it. I'm I'm away with I'm with you, Les. I think you got the right perspective there. Seven twenty six the time, talk radio seven ninety KABC Royal Oaks and for Doug McIntyre, one eight hundred two 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 KABC if you'd like to join the conversation. And let's check in with Bill Thomas on traffic. Seven forty nine the time, talk radio seven ninety KABC Royal Oaks and for Doug McIntyre on this free speech Friday, a tragic day in the aftermath of the Shooting the ambush, murder of five police officers in Dallas, Texas last night, seven more injured. 1-800-222-KABC, the number. Let's go to Bill in Santa Ana. You're on KBC. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing um, okay, Bill. What's your take on this? Um, you know, I, was thought, I was telling your um, screener that I have a, a relative who's, in, um, who's a peace officer. I have a cousin who's a U.S. Marshal in Washington, D.C. I have um, a cousin who's a sheriff patrol in my hometown. And I, I, I know a, a couple, I know, I know cops, and I, I, my best friend's daughter, Day, is a cop. So, um, so when I heard about these two guys who was killed by the police uh, Wednesday, I was enraged. And when I saw the video, I, I was just so mad, and I was, you know. And then I said to myself, you know, they're going to start killing cops. People are going to start killing cops. And then these five cops are dead in, in, in Dallas. Right. And um, 
I, I, I felt bad. I really felt bad. And I hate myself for feeling, I felt bad, but I didn't, I, I didn't have the sympathy that I think, think I should have had. Um, because I, I was, I, I, I wasn't saying it was good for them, but I was saying, like, I, I don't know, I, it's very, very confusing. And it's, you know, and these cops were probably, they're innocent. They, they didn't kill those two guys. They, they have families. Right. And I thought about all that. It's very, very tough to deal with what's going on today, especially when you have cops in your family. Well, yeah, every, everybody man. feels conflicted. But, I mean, I think your, your bottom line is right, though. I mean, the people in Dallas were completely innocent, and, and they were murdered. And they were murdered by senseless, vicious people who, you know, who knows what kind of mental illness or pure anger or, or, or some sort of hatred. But the bottom line is, you know, there, there are awful plumbers and there are awful cops and there are awful doctors and they should be ferreted out and punished and imprisoned or, or whatever is appropriate. But that's no excuse for, for letting some sort of anger bubble over and take away innocent lives. I mean, no. we, we, we read about one of the officers. He, he just got married two weeks ago, one of, one of the officers who was murdered last night. Uh, he'll, he'll have no happy married life, no kids, no grandkids. This life was just snuffed out because these maniacs uh, wanted to I- exact some sort of retribution. It, it, it's just totally senseless. Can, can I ask you, I just want to ask you something. Do you think, because I was talking to a friend, and, and, and she was very upset. And, and and she's and she's Caucasian. She is very upset. And um, and we were talking. And we were saying, do you think if the if the police were were um, you know if they were brought to justice and and paid for what they did, went to jail or whatever, you think it would be uh, you think it would be easier for black the black community to deal with this you know i i guess that's i think i asked it right well no absolutely if 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 people get the sense that justice is done i mean we were talking about the rodney king cops they went to prison okay so they excessively beat somebody and they paid the price now we don't know the circumstances of baton rouge and minneapolis but but we know that the process will continue and yeah I, i think people will feel better if they if they feel justice is done Appreciate the call, Bill. Let's go to Ted in Sherman Oaks. So you're on KBC with Royal Oaks and for Doug. Hello there. How Hi. are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, I've been a, a, a long-term listener. I love you guys dearly. Can't wait to hear your show in the morning with my cup of coffee and my buddies. We all listen to you. Uh, I've been a, an attorney here in Los Angeles for over 40 years, and I was a supervisor in the Los Angeles Probation Department for 15 years. So I have some background in law enforcement, and I've been in the court system for many years. I'm a mediator in downtown in Los Angeles. I only give you that background because I am so upset about what happened in Texas. Uh, it brought tears to my eyes to listen to this brave police chief and the mayor, and the chief was eloquent this morning. And all of us are bleeding. I'm bleeding. I, I have many friends. We have Every morning we have a group of policemen here having coffee with us. Uh, we're expecting one right now, and I can't wait to give you my sympathies. But something's being left out. And the thing that's being left out in this situation, and I'm, I think every constitutional amendment has a balance of interest. And Royal Oaks, you know better than I about the balance of interest test. And the balance of interest is we've gone off the, the spectrum in giving weapons like this on the market. 
we've gone off the spectrum on a guy being able to buy enough bullets. This guy had a bag of bullets, a bag. He had to buy them somewhere. Now, when I go to but the Ted, it sounds like you're blaming a gun and a bullet when, in no, fact, we, you no, know, no, we've no, got no, the no, Second no. Amendment and, and bad guys get uh, get guns and bullets. Exactly. And there's a balance of interest in every amendment in the Constitution, isn't there? You know that and I know that. There's a balance of interest in free speech. You can't yell, yell fire in a clouded theater. We have a fire that's going on in this country right now. We have people who are just like your last caller, who are so conflicted about what to do because we have two inadequate candidates running for president, uh, and, and we are, we're amiss with it. But one thing I do know, that if you sell hundreds of thousands of bullets without having some regulation, you have a problem. Well, but we the fact a- is we do have a lot of regulation. we got a lot of gun control. As you say, we balance it with the Second Amendment. But as I say, we're going to have to figure out how these guys got these guns. Appreciate you sharing your thoughts. 755 here on KBC. Stay with us. 838 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre this week on a Free Speech Friday. And of course, we are talking about the top story the murder of five Dallas police officers last night at the conclusion of a peaceful protest against uh, police shootings. Uh, the police officers who were there to protect the protesters suddenly came under fire from snipers. Five killed, seven injured. And we are joined now by Alan Skaya, KABC contributor there on the scene in Dallas. So one suspect was killed by the police with a robot bomb, as we understand, Alan. Uh, do we know anything about the other suspects? Yeah, and that's something uh, that, that, you know, we, we will be learning more about these, uh, about, about these folks. Because uh, what we understand is Dallas police are saying that they, they believe there were two uh, snipers, either on top of, of one of the buildings in downtown Dallas or kind of near the top. Uh, just firing down at at police, and they were apparently taking aim at the at, at the police. And so, one of these guys hold himself up in inside a community college building in downtown Dallas, and we're learning a little bit more about him. The the, the, the police spent a couple of hours trying to negotiate with him, uh, and uh, and uh, he said uh, that the police he was telling us that uh, that this guy said he wanted to kill white officers, um, and uh, and and he had a problem with with white people. And uh, at one point, the, the concern among the, the, the hostage negotiators was that this guy would hurt officers or he, he could try to hurt the public. And so what they did is they went in with, uh, with, a, with a robot that had a bomb on it uh, and, uh, and, and detonated it. And, and that it appears to be what, what killed this guy. When they went in, uh, you know, he, he was already dead. Do we have any explanation from the police about why it was necessary to protect either officers or the public to do that? I, I would think ideally you would do something else that might permit taking the guy into custody, learning more about uh, the other suspects. And for example, as I understand it, uh, well, one of the suspects said, well, you guys are all in trouble because we've planted bombs around the, the city and you're not going to find them and they're going to go off and so on. Why is it that when you got somebody cornered, no matter you know, how armed and dangerous he might be, it's necessary to blow him up? Yeah, and that's something that, that the police are looking at. What we heard from the police chief this morning is he said there was no other option, that they had, they had tried to negotiate with him, they had tried uh, you know, uh, other ways of reaching him, and the concern was that he would just start opening fire uh, on police if they tried to make their way in. And so... They had to go with they had to go with with the uh, with the with the robot, uh, and we're learning a little bit more about this guy. He was a 25 year old. His name was Micah Johnson, and he lived in uh, one of the suburbs of Dallas uh, with, with his mother. 
And uh, what we're hearing now is that, you know, he didn't have any criminal record. He didn't have any confirmed ties to a terror group. Uh, and, and so they're just kind of looking at, at, at what uh, sent this guy over the edge, uh, you know, apparently yelling at these negotiators, uh, you know, I, I want to kill white police officers. I want to kill white people. And one item we're just learning now uh, is that Johnson had served as an Army reservist until April 2015. We're told he was trained and served in the reserves as a carpentry and masonry specialist. So uh, some information is is trickling in. Uh, we are, we're told, as you say, that uh, he wanted to kill officers, uh, expressed a, a lot of anger uh, about police shooting. I'll tell you one thing, folks. We've got a uh, we've got some sound, uh, not from Donald Trump, but from the police chief, David Brown, on the suspect's motive. Suspect said he was upset about Black Lives Matter. He said he was upset about the recent police shootings. The suspect said he was upset at white people. The suspect stated he wanted to kill white people, especially white officers. The suspect stated he will eventually that we will eventually find the IEDs. Alan, uh, can you tell us anything about uh, what the police are saying uh, regarding the search for uh, IEDs, uh, bombs that might have been planted uh, by yes. the suspect or others? It was a big section of downtown Dallas that was essentially shut down uh, for, for part of this morning. Uh, while uh, And actually, it was Dallas police. They also had the FBI and ATF were just sort of combing uh, buildings in downtown Dallas and uh, look, looking for the possibility that there was some sort of an explosive. They didn't find anything. Uh, well, Dallas police told us uh, uh, a couple hours ago now uh, that uh, that you know they, they they didn't find anything that could be a, that, that could be a threat. And but a lot of downtown Dallas is still shut down to the public because they're they're still trying to process a crime scene. And so you've got you know you've got so many bullet holes. And actually, the uh, Dallas police just sent out an email uh, saying, "Hey, listen, uh, all, all the TV and radio stations, can you tell people?" Please don't try to take your car. If your car is behind the barricade, please don't take it out because it may be it may be a piece of evidence right now. All right, Alan Skaya there in Dallas. Appreciate your uh, help on this, and uh, we'll follow up with you later in the morning as uh, develops, developments warrant. Thank you. You bet. 844 The Time Talk Radio 790 KABC 1-800-222-KABC if you'd like to weigh in. Robert's going to be next, and, uh, and then you here on KABC. But right now, Bill Thomas on traffic. 848 The Time, Talk Radio 790K, ABC, Royal Oaks, in for Doug McIntyre. We're talking about the sniper shooting of five Dallas police officers killed last night as they protected the protesters in a, in a peaceful protest against police shootings. Seven more officers were injured. 1-800-222-KABC for your thoughts. Uh, is it guns that are to blame? Some some callers feel that way. Uh, is President Obama to blame? Uh, here's a tweet from former Representative Joe Walsh, a Republican of Illinois. Obama says cops are racist, so two uneducated black thugs shoot 10 Dallas cops tonight, killing four. Wake up, silent majority. Stand with our cops. What's your take? 1-800-222-KABC. Let's go to Robert in Monrovia. You're on KBC. Welcome. Hi, Royal. How are you? I'm doing fine, Robert. What's your take on all this? Well, you know, I, I advise police officers on public relations and politics, and, you know, needless to say, this is a very uh, challenging environment for my clients. Um, we, we are in a society where 
politicians at the highest levels of of, of office are uh, willing to accept the most uh, disgraceful, the most untrue statements about law enforcement. You know, last night the the protesters were marching through Dallas shouting, hands up, don't shoot. That is based on a lie from Ferguson. The entire hands up, don't shoot theory statement was just an absolute lie. This was proven forensically. Um, And yet no politician at any level uh, of any prominence stands up and says, you people are lying. And it wasn't just politicians. You remember it was celebrities, it was NFL and NBA players. It it became a total mantra, hands up, don't shoot, even though, as you say, it it was completely debunked. Absolutely. You know, here in Los Angeles, the chairman of the police commission wrote a 1,600-word article for the L.A. Sentinel about how he was going to change the use of force policy for the LAPD and how it was important to get the community involved. 1,600 words on use of force for the LAPD, and it didn't have the words safety, protection, no reference to the risks police officers face. Two newspaper columns about uh, about use of force, and he made absolutely no reference, no commitment to protecting police officers. Yeah, it really I mean, is a shame that everything seems to be rooted through the prism of politics. I mean, Kate Steinle is killed by an illegal immigrant who should never have been allowed back multiple times into the United States, and yet we get Zippo uh, from the president about that. But when two police officers shoot and kill people on Tuesday and Wednesday in Baton Rouge and St. Paul. We hear the president take time out from his busy schedule in Warsaw, Poland at a NATO summit meeting to talk about racism and so on when we don't know what caused that. Uh, No, we we have no, I mean, you know, people's understanding, this this is really an indictment of our schools, to be perfectly honest. People's understanding of the rules of use of force and what police officers are allowed to do are, is just basically non-existent. Uh, if you have a gun and you're a felon with a gun, even though the officers may not have known that in Baton Rouge, if you're a felon with a gun and you resist the police, there is an extremely high likelihood that you are going to get shot, okay, if you don't do what's by the numbers. Now, we have this situation in Minnesota where allegedly um, the, the initial indications are that the, the man was complying and doing what he was told, and he was shot anyway. Um, you know, police shootings are an extremely rare occurrence, extremely rare occurrence. Police officers have millions of contact with people uh, every day, millions a day, and there's only roughly a 1,000 shootings a year uh, in the United States in a country with 100 million guns floating around. Um, so we need to have an honest conversation about exactly what drives law enforcement decisions, what's acceptable legally and morally, and what's not. And our politicians are absolutely absent from the conversation. They are part of the problem. Well, no, you're right. One part of the problem is that because we're in this Facebook era, I mean, we just get hit over the head by this incredibly emotional stuff. Uh, Let's listen to uh, the the sound of the Facebook footage by that uh, woman whose boyfriend was shot by the police officer. Please don't tell me my boyfriend's gone! He don't And this is streamed live on Facebook. Uh, let's uh, let's move to the natural sound of the shooting there in Dallas last night. Somebody's, Somebody's really armed to the teeth. Oh my God. This is a person so with a person with a big. Knife. 
So we are just being assaulted by the sights and the sounds of the violence. Uh, it's just, uh, it's really overwhelming. 8.54 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC, the place Royal in for Doug this week. If you'd like to share your thoughts, 1-800-222-KABC. Stay with us. Talk Radio 790 KABC. 856 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC, Royal Infant Doug, this Free Speech Friday, talking about the assault on police officers last night in Dallas after a peaceful protest against police shootings. Uh, some uh, some people ambushed the cops. They were high uh, atop buildings and uh, and fired away and, and killed five officers and uh, seven officers have been injured. It's just amazing, Rob Marinko. We've we've actually got we've got from CNN a, a witness who uh, shot video of the gunmen as they were shooting the officers. Let's take a listen. Man had a rifle, uh, an AR-15, clear as day, um, pretty big magazine. Uh, and you can see towards the end of the video here, uh, he goes ahead and drops a few mags. Um, you know, shooting to the left, goes ahead, turns around, shoots to the right, shoots on the other side of the pillar. Um, he honestly, he was shooting at something and aiming at somebody. Um, uh, then he, you know, turned around, checked his, you know, his back, uh, make sure there was no one coming. Uh, but the officer uh, did come across the right side of the screen uh, to that pillar to the right and try to take him one-on-one uh, -on -one in a firefight, and uh, it didn't it didn't end very well. Uh, and it was very, it's just very tragic. Royal, you know something that strikes me the last couple of days? First, we heard that dramatic Facebook streaming audio and the, the video from the shooting in Minneapolis. And that young woman whose boyfriend ultimately died of his gunshot wounds was so articulate and so calm that she seemed like she was a reporter on the scene. It was amazing. Now, last night, in a hail of gunfire, we got another guy, not a journalist, not a reporter, and I, I hear him doing a job that uh, any reporter would have been proud of. It, it's just amazing, amazing with the technology. You now. Know, it may be that people are just uh, numb to this. It's, and it's, that's not it's, the good. Yeah, that's the that's the bad part of it. But they're uh, people are describing very well what they're seeing in front of them. Yep. Let's go to James in Culver City. You're on Culver KBC. City. Welcome. Welcome. Oops. Turn your radio down, please. There we go, James. Hey, good morning, Royal. Go right ahead, James. Hey, um, I was wondering. On the crime stat thing, where how come it's always they always publicize, you know, crimes against blacks by cops and white people, but they don't ever always explain the true statistic of crimes as all the com crimes committed by black people against white people. Like, um, there's so many black people in prison is because there's a lot of black criminals. Well, I you mean, know, that's what I would say. Yeah, well, you know, James. Uh, Racism is a problem in this country, and if uh, police are guilty of racist actions, uh, that's a really bad thing because they're they're people with guns and they can use their authority. Right. And so there's they're nothing there's higher, nothing wrong with going ahead and investigating that. But of course, if you ignore things like black on black crime, then that's a problem. Eight fifty nine. The time. Talk Radio seven ninety K A B C. Royal Oaks. In for Doug McIntyre. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Conan Nolan of NBC Four, talking about whether this whole story might shake up politics. Stay with us on K A B C. News. News. Talk. 
Evolve. Your 2016 election headquarters. KABC. Los Angeles. Orange County. A cumulus station. Call us now to get... It's on the air. 800-222-5222. 9.39 the time. Talk radio 790 KABC. Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre this week. Talking, of course, about the ambush of police in Dallas, 1-800-222-KABC for your thoughts. Robert in San Bernardino, you're on KBC. Welcome. Well, look, thanks for having me. This, you know, this movement that's been going, the Black Lives Matter, I think it's divisive. I think all lives matter. The police are just people. They're just trying to do a job for the most part, and they want to go home to their families, and they don't want to feel any pain. But on the, on the, on the second note, I don't believe anybody should be able to own an AR-15, an AK-47, or an M-16. If this was not available, what happened in Dallas could not have been done with a 9mm. Well, it I don't know. Be allowed. I, I, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that the the sniper activity would have been impossible with different weapons. But you know, it, it seems to me that's kind of a secondary debate because I think bad guys are are going to find a way to get weaponry and ammunition uh, to do what they want to do. This was clearly planned. The police say mm-hmm. that it was, oh, yeah. it was triangulated. I mean, it was an a- absolute ambush. In, in Dallas years ago, and I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Robert, but there was a guy up in a tower, and he had a yep, single-shot, single, I, single yep. shot bolt-action rifle. People use it for deer hunting, and I think he took down, I don't know, uh, a lot more of the people died there than, than died in, in Dallas. So the gun's not the problem. Besides, rifles like that are, are causing around 300 deaths a year. Every other firearm is using more and more uh, deaths, firearm caused deaths. So it's just... It's, it's a statistical anomaly. They're not the problem. All right, Robert, thank you for sharing your thoughts. We'll go to Bob in Santa Monica. You're on KBC. Welcome. Hey, it's Rob and Royal. I love you guys. Thank you. You are really a refreshing uh, breath here because you actually allow your callers and listeners to express themselves without get, coming back and hitting them on the head with some bias or, you know. Let's hang up on them. So now the pressure's on. Yeah, yeah uh, we've we got to no, be no, nice to Bob. We love it. We love so, it. So, now, three things here. Real quickly, I'll make it fast. Regarding the police and what's going on here, on this whole blanket statement, it's called neutralize the threat. When an officer comes across, comes across a situation where he perceives a threat of any kind, his job is to figure out very, very quickly who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, and to neutralize the threat. Now, in the case of the Baton Rouge situation, if you go look at the video, apparently the individual driving the car told the officer he had a weapon, and the officer said, well, you know, let's see some ID. Well, he went and reached for his ID, and the officer's perception was, we got a threat. And as a result, he unloaded on this guy. So that's the situation. Public needs to realize that until you don't perceive yourself into the, in terms of the officer a threat, you are looking at a 9mm very, very quickly, a Glock. So that's the situation with that. On this Lynch thing, okay, oh, please. She just stated, quote, we need to demand equal justice under the law. Hello? Let's see. After Hillary lied on everything, she refuses to seat a grand jury to find out what these charges should be or whether or not they should be perceived. Well, she not only said that, Bob, the thing that really ticked me off was that after Attorney General Lynch talked about how there had been these killings in Dallas last night, then she said, but more so, this has been a week of heartbreaking loss. More so? Excuse me? It's like she's making some sort of qualitative decision that it was worse what happened in Baton Rouge and St. Paul 
Hall than what happened in Dallas. Well, and then people, to go on yeah. and talk about guns, it was just, just stunning. The people in Washington are like concrete, all mixed up and permanently set. So you can guarantee they're going to go after the guns full blast here with both barrels, so to speak. And now far, as far as Royal's statement, I believe it was Royal. Maybe it was you, Rob. I don't think so. But Royal, you might have said, hey, you know, we got to believe that the cops are the first place you go when you got a situation with a home robbery or an invasion, right? Right. Well, actually, the first thing, because of the Second Amendment, is you reach for your shotgun, rack it, then you call 911. You certainly should have that right, but I, I don't know. seconds they're... count, the police are only minutes away, guys. Yeah, well, there's some people uh, in our society, and maybe Loretta Lynch is one of them, who maybe doesn't fully believe in that. Uh, let well, us... she has armed security, so you don't have to worry about it. Yep. Let's go to uh, Keith in Watts. You're on uh, 790 KBC. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, Keith. How are you? Uh, I'm devastated over the situations that are happening. But I just wanted to say, I live, I work in Washington, but I live in Orange County. And every day I'm on the freeway, I see all-duty cops looking at me weird. Because I know they're cops because they got a bald head and they got sunglasses on at 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's disturbing. It's really scary. What do they do to and you, I was, Keith? I don't think it's ever going to stop because... What? They send these guys to war, and then they come back. They 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 not desensitized, and they need to desensitize these guys because they coming out here with that mentality of a war. We not the enemies, and that's, I think this is only going to get worse. Well, I I, I, I'm sure there I'm sure there are racist cops out there, Keith. But you know the the problem is what happened last night in Dallas was, was pure and simple, straight up murder. Uh, people who are unhappy about police shootings or unhappy about white people in general, they decide to randomly execute totally innocent. And one of the police officers were told the guy just got married two weeks ago, okay? So no married life for him, no kids, no grandkids, no gold watch after being a, a cop for 30 years. He's dead because some maniac decided it was time to kill a white cop. So I hear you. You know, they're, they're, I'm sure that, that racism is an issue, and let's tackle the problem but my God, picking up a rifle and shooting people, it's just it's staggering. 9.45 the time, Talk Radio 790 KBC, the place, 1-800-222-KABC, the number if you'd like to join us. Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre. Stay with us. Let's check in with Bill Thomas. Bill, how are the roads looking? 9.50 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC, the place, Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre this Friday morning. And we're taking your calls at 1-800-222-KABC. Let's go to Steve in Baldwin Hills. Steve, you're on KBC. Yes, sir. You know, I, I totally agree with, disagree with both of you guys about about the Attorney General's speech. I thought it was a good speech because she started off by talking about how horrific those, those act, the act was in, um, in Dallas. In addition to that, she went on to say that, you know, we're all Americans. We're all one, one people. How could you guys disagree with that? Because when she says, but more so, this has been a week of heartbreaking loss, I don't like the word more well, so well, because that makes a distinction so, between Dallas you know, that, and the other shootings. That was a collective more so. Mm, that was maybe. a collective more so. I hope and, so. And she didn't tie, in tying those events together, she didn't really tie it together. It was, it was a, the perpetrator of the events in Dallas that tied those things together because she was addressing that. I, I, that's how, how I see it. And, and the, the, like I said, again, the more so was a collective more so. It has been a heartbreaking week. 
with all of those things collectively. Well, we know I, for I mean, sure. Well, we know guys, for sure it was guys, heartbreaking I mean, for five police officers to be gunned down well, on ambush. It's, it's we don't really know, Steve, about the circumstances of the other ones. We don't well, know the facts. We don't know whether the shootings were justified or not. Well, yeah, there are the facts, but we did have we do have that Facebook. Uh, we do have the images of what we saw, and it and 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 let's face it, we do have some some problems, and it, it's easy to pass a, an initial judgment and say this is a tragedy. Um, that that was a traffic stop, you know. Steve, should you have mentioned the sixty stop? people shot in Chicago over the past week? Wouldn't that be more appropriate? Well, all of those things are tragedies. But, yeah, but, but the tragedies that this, this administration never this likes is, to talk you know, about. These, these events are receiving uh, news coverage, of which you guys are part of it. I don't hear you guys talking about events in Chicago. I uh, talk uh, about it all the time, actually, whenever mm-hmm. I'm on the air, Steve. Well, my, my, my feeling is... My, my feeling is she did address it properly and appropriately, and this, you know, these events brought to the forefront many things that we and the whole country are very, very concerned about, whether no matter what end of the political spectrum you're on, whether you're conservative or, 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 or not conservative. Well, it just seems so, like and, the and administration... These, these killings, whether they be for the police or these other people, you know, it, it struck a chord with people across uh, cultural and political uh, boundaries. Well, I hear and, that, and I hear that but, what, you know, the fact is the, the Obama administration seems to have an agenda that, well, they won't mention Kate Steinle being murdered in San Francisco, but they will talk uh, about a, a killing or a shooting that may or may not have been illegal. Let's go to Cheryl in Cerritos. Uh, let's, I'm sorry, let's go to Victor in Wilmington. You're on KBC. Welcome. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very, very well. Good, thanks. You, you say you don't, you don't know the facts. The facts are... The United States of America has a constitution. The constitution protects from unreasonable search. If a police officer, any law enforcement agent attacks you and you believe it's unjust, you have the right to fight back. Also, we have the right to bear arms. The gentleman that was sitting in the car, he had a legal permit for the for his gun. What law did either of them break? Well, here's the deal, Victor. We know that in the Baton Rouge situation... Uh, the guy uh, who ultimately was shot uh, was the subject of a 911 call, and the caller said, hey, this guy's got a gun, and here's a problem. So the cops come out, and there is a scuffle, and one of the cops yells, he's got a gun, and the man ends up shot. That's about all, we, that's about all we know, so we don't know no, if that no, was no, an no, illegal no, no, shooting no, or fact, not. The, the, fact, the facts are he was standing there talking to one officer with his back to the other officer. Right. The other officer attacked him. From the back. Well, so I, you don't want an investigation, then, right? Yeah. You'd, you'd well, rather look, just move okay. on. No, to no, 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 no. The, 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 again, he's protect. Both were protected by the Constitution. Well, the Constitution protects them, but the cops are protected by the need to protect their lives and do their job. Nine fifty-five. The time here on Talk Radio seven ninety KABC.